You're listening to From the Field, a podcast helping ministry leaders think differently, thrive personally, and lead thoughtfully. Welcome to From the Field. My name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, and the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors. My name is Tyler Dravitz. I'm the executive pastor at Ridgeline, and I also lead a company called MyXP, where we provide logistical support to churches around the country. How was your week? Um, how was this week? Yeah. It was fine. No, how, how was three weeks ago? <laughs> I wasn't really questioning what you were asking. My Mm -hmm. brain was processing. What happened this week? Yeah. Like, how do I feel about this week? This week was pretty uneventful. I was very packed last week. Yeah. Um, This seems to be a bit more chill this week. For me, I I can do like two nights, two nights of stuff. Oh, yeah. um, With people or like church dinners, just whatever, like activities. You were in like Um, party tie tie mode. Oh, man. I don't know what happened. And I just kept adding more and more things. Yeah. And I did all the things. And I was pretty exhausted. So this week I have left the ministry center yeah. and gone straight home and not left again. Yeah. And there was one night where I didn't have any food, so I just didn't have dinner. <laughs> That's one way to do life. <laughs> you yeah. know what I think happens is I think that you have you have like a week or a uh-huh. couple weeks where you feel like, because you go through ways where yeah. you're like, I'm single and lonely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I'm acutely you feel aware sad. of that right now. Yeah. And then you go, you know what? I'm going to solve this. I'm going to hang out with every person I know. Yeah. And then it all gets jammed into one week and then you hate everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> except That's all except true. you. And, and, and then you stay home. What's interesting is we don't even have the largest church by any stretch, but oh. we have a big enough church to where if I decide to set out on, I'm going to hang out with people, it's going to happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's a lot. It just, uh, because I'm very introverted, that's a lot for me. And so I am, uh, I was tired, Mm -hmm. but now I'm doing a little bit better. I'm real excited Uh, because of just random things that have come up in my life. I like to do, uh, so I, for workouts, I do something called F45. It's Mm -hmm. a great thing. Look into it if you Mm -hmm. want. Um, and I like to do it Tuesday through Friday. So four days in a row, it's a lot to do it four days in a row, but it's been like just for different reasons, us going somewhere, different things. I have not been able to make it all four days in a row. Well, for the last three weeks in a row, I've done all four days. I am getting tired. I bet. I'm sore. After, at the end of today, I was like towards the end of my workout, I was on battle ropes and I just Oof, like threw them on the hard. ground. Yeah, I just, just was, left. I was just done. <laughs> Every once in a while, my coach, like I'll like step outside now that it's cooler yeah. to like cool off. And I think she's seriously like... Are you just all done? Yeah. <laughs> like, I am cooling down. I've never once left. But some people have, so it's a fair question. But ha- Has there been week? people that have just left? Oh, yeah, for sure. As a matter of fact, it's always funny. It's always people who, like, come in and look like they're – you can just tell by the look at it. They, like, look at it and they're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to own this. Yeah. And then – it owns that. I mean, there was one person who almost hyperventilated and had to, like, have a snack and mm. leave. There were – I, I like – I don't know. I think they come in, look at me, uh, because this is a podcast, yeah. I'm not the most in shape person you've met. Um, you have what they call a podcasting body. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm more poo-shaped. 
than the Captain America shaped. Uh, but as oh, a result, God. I think people come in and they're like, mm-hmm. he's here. We're good. It's hard work. But you're tough, dude. Listen, I, I, you handle I your business. It. I had to go like run to the corner and grab more weights because what they had set up for everyone else just wasn't quite enough today. Whoop, whoop. That's right. Way to represent. So it's all right. It was an all right week. <laughs> I'm just, you know, just getting getting jacked in the gym. But whatever. Don't worry about it. All right. I have a how question. About, what, wait, how was your week? Oh, my week? That feels rude for you to just ask me. Um, well, I appreciate your polite response mm-hmm. to ask me about my week. My week has been uh, good. This has been, I think, as far as like the summer to fall transition goes, mm-hmm. this has probably been the most stressful that we've ever had on the family front. Ooh, why? Just because I mean, we got two kids in middle school now, mm-hmm. and uh, we have sports and music lessons, and mm-hmm. just you kind of feel like an Uber driver all mm. the time. <laughs> I don't love that. Mm, it's not. Mm. It's not my fave. Yeah. I'm, I'm like two clicks from shutting everything social down in my kids' lives and being like, "No, we don't do that." <laughs> you have a basement now. Go oh, play there. Gosh, seriously. But uh, but <sighs> no. Outside that, it's been a really good week. I All do right. have a question for you though. Now. All right, go for it. I want to know something that you have uh, seen, heard, read thought that you've had this week, an insight that was uh, something that made you pause and go, "Hmm." Okay. Well, first of all, most things cause me to pause and go, hmm. Yeah, like words. But it's a, it depends on the tone of the hmm mm. and how much judgment there mm. is. Like, hmm. Yeah. That's not no, a good No, I'm word. thinking in something that struck you and you're like, all right, I'm excited about this or that's really helpful or something like that. All right. Um, well, this question made me go, hmm. <laughs> but the to answer it. Uh, I was very intrigued by the fact that there's a new Flight of the Navigator movie coming out on Disney+. Plus. I'm telling you, Disney Plus is crushing it. I know you think that. Here's what's so funny. I would have assumed you would, uh-huh. like, barely have anything to do with Disney+, Plus, and it would be on every favorite I own. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time I even launched it, yep. and you are... Up to there, snuff on I think everything with that the comes exception, out. I was a little disappointed with the the new Turner and Hooch. We watched oh, the first okay. episode. And we yeah. didn't love it. We're, we're, we're not going to give up. But I think that's the only show, mm-hmm. the only like original show that they've created that we have not devoured every episode. Mm. Yeah, I love all their park stuff, but their most recent one about Behind the Ride, it's got a real That bad one's disappointing. Yeah, yeah, I do not like the narrator. I like they announced that was coming out as a part of the release of Disney Plus period. Uh-huh. I mean, it was like one of the like it's going to come a year and a half later. Right. So it was a lot of build up and the one the one sorry. that they did last year that was about the actual development of uh, like yeah. wasn't it was about the parks, right? Yeah, but Imagineers, Imagineers typically developing that, yeah, the that's, parks. Yeah, that's That one was developed. exceptional. Yeah. And it's because it was done like a serious documentary. Yeah. This one's like a cheesy Food Network show. It reminds it me of that, what was that, pop-up video or whatever? Like, oh, quill, yeah. yeah. You know, or he, she mm. kind of sounds like Mark Summers. <laughs> on the, on your marks, that? get set, go! Yeah. Double there. Where he, when he narrates, he says a sentence and he always ends up. The way I can't stand like the, the cadence, kind of, yeah. yes, it's just ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, so that's disappointing. So, yeah, Flight so, of the Navigator, I'm pumped yeah. about that. How about that was, you? You must have an answer right, to this question that's helpful. All right. So, yesterday I took a retreat day, okay. Um, I don't get it in every month, but I try to get away for a day into the mountains once a month, and mm-hmm. so I did it yesterday. 
And one of the things I was working through is uh, I read that book I told you about by John Tyson, The Intentional Father. Mm-hmm. And so just working through some stuff that I want to do with my kids if they're ever home. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> On your way exactly. to and from places, yeah. Um, but, but he had one of these exercises. Uh, the first, I would say, like the first two chapters are really about helping dads deal with their own past pain, you know, all that mm. kind of stuff, which I've done a lot of in the last couple of years. But mm-hmm. one of the exercises that he gives is, is that, uh, he basically has you draw like a timeline straight line on the mm-hmm. top is joy on the bottom is pain. Okay. And you're supposed to like chart all of the biggest events in your life. Mm. They're like, so the good ones and the bad ones. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, to basically go back through each of them and like thoroughly process through all of them, mm-hmm. which by and large, so I did that. And, but by and large, I've done that work in therapy. I sure. don't want to process it anymore, mm-hmm. but I had an insight that I thought was very interesting that I wanted to share with you. All right. So we've been friends for 25 years mm-hmm. since you were in eighth grade. It's, this is going to be good. Okay. You, you might cry. So just oh, settle in. All right. But if you do, just grab that really loud metal cup that you brought and take a, right. l- a loud, no, no, no. shaky drink. Before you go out of into it. your thing, I <laughs> have you say, always you're... had a water bottle, uh-huh. and I like tip it up. Oh, they know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> tip it up to take a drink from. And what I thought I got feedback from my co-host on was like my like drinking noise, like gulp, 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 oh, like that. Yeah. And so he told me, you should really have one with a straw. Yeah. And so I was cleaning up my cabinets last night and here beholden to me, Mm -hmm. because I don't love drinking from straws. I don't know why, but Mm -hmm. it was there. And I was so proud of myself. I put it on my counter, even remembered to bring it. It's a big deal. And then filled it up and like was so excited. But it's all metal. Yeah, so, so apparently just there's claims. more rules. No, 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 no. You just, I was, I, yes, I was unclear in my feedback. The issue is not your drinking sound, which is also a little weird, but <laughs> it's the tipping of the, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just use oh, your okay. metal cup. All People right. can deal with it. I'll get, somebody send me a plastic cup. Go. All right. So yeah, we've been friends for a long time. Yep, I, you were in eighth years. grade. I was in ninth grade. Uh, so we went to high school together. Mm-hmm. We were part of uh, a church plant together. And then separate, went our separate ways, mm-hmm. kind of had to do say, our own we thing for a, a while. Break. That's yeah. right. And, uh, and then came back together to plant redemption. And mm-hmm. then we were in North Carolina together and we've come here. Mm-hmm. And so I was working through this timeline and obviously like, I mean, literally over half of my life you've been a part of, mm-hmm. but something struck me yesterday about, as I was thinking through, I didn't spend a ton of time like reprocessing North Carolina or anything. Cause we've done that a lot, mm. but, but I did have another insight about something really, really good that God brought out of that horrible situation. Okay. And that was, I don't think I fully, I don't think I fully appreciated our friendship until going through that season. Hmm. Which on the one hand, you're like, that was a lot of years in there where you didn't appreciate me. Hmm. That's that's, the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there was something about, um, like, and think, I just think that until... I think there was something about North Carolina that felt incredibly isolating to me and very, very lonely. And I felt very like cut off from, because when we moved there, we didn't know anybody. No. And it didn't feel like a really warm, receptive environment. It felt like, like a hostile, sure. you know, I mean, I was replacing somebody else that a lot of people in the church really loved and I was different than anything they'd had before. And so mm-hmm. you just always kind of felt like, 
I got to be on my best behavior all the time. And so mm-hmm. it was just a very tense, stressful, and then, you know, it just got worse from there. Yeah, yeah. But I think like, because we were there together and mm-hmm. in very real ways, we were like, and then so many other relationships like started to fall apart around that. Oh yeah. That it was just like, I mean, they like, you know, you like, you really know who your friends are when the wheels fall off. Totally. And there, I think that there was something, I dare I say galvanizing, about you shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't you're right uh, about that time that just made me like I, as I look back I go and it's not that I didn't appreciate our friendship before that at all sure but I think I look back on that time now and I go that's when I think the the true significance of it fully hit me okay yeah yeah okay I thought that would be a little bit more uh encouraging then now you're just feeling like man there were a lot of wasted years in there that, so many things yeah but do you know what i'm <laughs> no, saying no, no. yeah absolutely no i appreciate that because there it was that that was just uh, it was just awful yeah no oh absolutely and i think that even i feel part of it is i feel like that's when friendship wise i feel like it was in that season where we really hit a stride together i agree with that that's and what really i think i was trying since to say then um like before we had a pretty regular cycle mm-hmm. of like coming to the edge of needing another break uh-huh. and then like working back off it and yeah. coming to the edge again. And we had a lot of, of conflict yeah. back and forth. Yeah, it was, and... Yes, it was, you know, one of the things even in that season that I got accused of was being a yes man. Mm-hmm. And I just always would chuckle when people would say that even those listening might be aware of our relationship or know us and wonder if that's true. And you can ask anyone who's ever shared a wall with either of our offices if that's accurate. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> uh, Miss Erin Davis is is one to attest that that's yeah. just not not true, uh, not an accurate statement. So many others as well. But no, yeah, I, and I totally agree with that. I think that that was yeah, it was very formative in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the word that I was thinking of. You that said it, galvanizing, but you were thinking formative. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. I'm just, it's called a callback, okay? It's a callback to a previous episode. I know. Yeah. And, and uh, just for the record, I did get some props from a few people for challenging the use of yeah. galvanized. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. So we've got t-shirts coming that just say galvanized. <laughs> we have so many t-shirts coming. Yeah, we have so many. Uh, anyway. So. Cool. All right. I well, like uh, we're going we're gonna to jump back in to this. We've just been kind of reflecting on through this month of September how we're trying to reset so many other rhythms and behaviors that have become normative over these past 18 months. And I think in a sense, it finally feels to me like we are relaunching our church, uh, which I would have said if someone would have said to me last summer, like, get ready to relaunch your church in the fall, I would, would have said, like, there's no way I have the energy for that or the interest in that. And, uh, but it, it has come to find out very much felt like we are kind of re-getting this thing going. I think especially for us, we were a year and a half old, something like that. And then COVID hits. And so almost half of the life of our church felt like we were in this weird online only thing. Yeah. So I think in a unique way, it's even required us to sort of start over a little bit. Sure. And, well, and you had no idea who was still, I mean, yeah. Thank thankful for giving because you were you just assumed well one of two things is true either they're still a part of it or they don't know how to turn it off yeah <laughs> that's basically yeah what a boiled down to Could have been think, either one and i think both are true that's right yeah 
And so we're really working to focus on, uh, at least in my mind, what I think is the most specific uh, and clear vision I've ever had for the church that I'm leading. And so we're Mm -hmm. really, really working hard to position our church to experience God in daily life mm-hmm. and to be transformed in that relationship. Yeah. And so our fall is really being given to uh, teaching and structuring our church in a way that helps that happen. Mm-hmm. So we kicked off this new series last week called Positioned to Change or Positioned for Change. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I started with this question, is there more? And uh, so the message was really about um, trying to take... Uh, an honest look at the comparison between what Jesus promises us life with him is going to be like Mm -hmm. and what our experience is. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, inevitably there's going to be a gap between what you experience and what he's promised. Mm -hmm. And so what that tells me is that there must be more, that Jesus invites us to more than what we're actually experiencing. Yeah. And so that's what we're in pursuit of. It was kind of setting the stage for this fall to say this, we're after this more, what Jesus has promised to us. This is what we we're working to position our lives to, to actually have be a reality. Makes sense. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, one of the things I found so interesting, uh, so we, uh, as we've talked about, I'm sure in the past, we end our time with some text message Q and a, and that's always very blind for you. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they're not like seated or loaded yeah. in ahead of time just to allow you to flesh out a point more. They genuinely are texted in unless they're inappropriate or, um, I sense that they are combative. intentionally yeah. combative. Um, they, they go up. And I think one of the things that came through just to kind of point to the difference being felt even by the church was mm-hmm. somebody said, no question, really. I just feel like my soul has mm-hmm. been refreshed. That was and amazing. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that that felt good yeah. uh, being in a place where that's what you're hoping happens yeah. uh, without having said that to mm-hmm. have it just uh, communicated in that way by someone who um, I think they were new just because we didn't have their information previously. And, yeah. and that's a huge win. Yeah. And no one's ever, I've, we've never, no one's ever just texted a message in. No. There are always questions. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty awesome that someone took the time to do that. Totally. And that more, most importantly to your point that that has been their experience. Right. Yeah. I think understanding, especially from your vantage point as a communicator, that it was received in the way it was intended has got to be like some of the better totally. uh, encouragement you can receive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So what we're going to do each week through this is we're going to kind of talk a little bit about kind of what's been going on in the past seven days, specifically on Sunday, and then just continue to draw out the things that we're learning and seeing. Mm-hmm. Make sense? I so, like it. So let's talk about a few things that we're thinking about as we pursue this something more. Cool. The first one came uh, from a text exchange that we had the other day. Yeah. And so let me just frame this point and then you can jump into it. Okay. But, but one of the things we're really trying hard to do is to stop going to battle in wars that are over. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what what do we mean by that? Yeah, I just think that it's time to move on from the personal opinions you have about the variety of uh, current events that we're being faced with. So mm-hmm. whether it be masks or vaccinations or things like that, I believe that the amount of information available now, I think there was a good season of time where 
nobody knew. Right. And, and so you, it was changing all of this. People time. were still it in like, seems... because of that in like a decision making, yeah, they're trying to sure. gain information. Yeah. And I, like, I remember early on being so confused and there were people in masks before masks were really being talked about and I didn't understand. And it was, you know, you'd every once in a while see someone on a plane with one, mm-hmm. but that, or a surgeon yeah. outside of that, that was the only mask presence in life or right. just different things like that. And I think that, um, everyone has clearly made up their mind. I'm here to tell you, I don't believe because, um, on one end, uh, and this will show my bias, but mm-hmm. on one end, there's good science to show, mm-hmm. uh, what, is true. Yeah. Uh, and again, it took a while, but it's because they don't rush uh-huh. things on the science front. Yeah. Um, and so, but there's good science to prove some of these things. And there are just people out there who are willing to say, I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, that's not something that you can, cause it used to be that as long as you could prove it, right. Then that's, that's what won every time, like whatever was provable, that's what won. Well, this, you know, that's no, no longer mm-hmm. grounded yeah. any decision-making. I was so- actually, actually on that note, I was talking to a pastor friend two weeks ago mm-hmm. and I was saying like, I, I, I do again, not to betray my own bias, but I don't think I've been super secretive about yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not. Um, but you know, I've said like, I just, I don't understand how the, the legitimately the vast majority of the science and medical community is in agreement on this thing. Yeah. And, and there's still people that just choose to deny it. And he was like, yeah, but they too can find an article with a doctor that says this is all garbage. Yeah. And that really does leave us in a place to your point. Like it's like, it's, you can't even go article to article with people. Yeah. Because first (laughs) of all, as long as Dr. Phil is a doctor, I think that that is not something that you should only look for when reading your articles. Your house is on fire. You got to get out. <laughs> right. So, so that's, that's there. But I just, yeah. all that said, I think it's just so important that it's time to move on. Yeah. People know, I think it's totally fine. Even as a pastor, even as a ministry leader to convey, here's what I think and feel mm-hmm. about this and then it's just time to move on mm-hmm. because then otherwise you do become the social political organization yeah. that, you know, even at some points, if you're not careful, jeopardizes your 501c3. Yeah. So I think that it's just important to decide, uh, like people understand where we're at, you know, like for those listening to Ridgeline, they understand that we have strongly encouraged um, vaccinations mm-hmm. And if not vaccinated, then we really absolutely want people to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. We've communicated the reasons why. And now people know that. Yep. And it's no longer new information. Right. So it's just time. So to- once at this point, once people understand they have like your because I know you'd agree your policy needs to be clear. Yeah, absolutely. But once you've communicated that yep. th- this like like what I think going to battle, trying to win yeah. someone and having them change their mind. That's what it's like. I, I mean, I don't know what it's going to take at this point, but it's for sure not going to be another rant in another sermon. No, because the reality is what we're supposed to win people to is Jesus. Yeah. And I have no doubt in my mind that there will be both vaxxers and anti-vaxxers in heaven. Yes. And so. Jesus would have gotten vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, uh, but my point just being that we cannot lose yeah. uh, people 
that are genuinely, and we have people on both sides of the fence, mm-hmm. even though I think, so there are some churches and some pastors out there who have really tried to ride the middle and those guys are more exhausted than anyone else because it's so been true. real challenging. Yep. Uh, then we have other people who are pro or anti and like living out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have just made our position very clear to our people and we still have people so far on the other side mm-hmm. um, and and they understand where we're at. They are not disrespectful mm-hmm. about where we're at. And they're not going to agree. And so there's just no point in it. Because right. the truth is, other than getting like a tally in the win column of yeah. your debate skills, uh-huh. I'm just not sure what we're accomplishing anymore. Right. And so I think it's time to uh, leave all of that and get back to what right. actually matters. I because think it's we time. do, we are at a point where we do run the risk of... I mean, legitimately getting off mission. We're so busy with these other things. And again, policies need to be clear and this stuff's important. But if if we are, I mean, I feel like so much of the last year and a half was consumed with that. And it's just time to, and people are so fatigued, so tired of hearing about it, that even, even in your attempt to like take another hill, they're not even hearing you because no. they don't care anymore. So to your point, the implication in this is it's time to get back to what were our primary focus. Absolutely. And it's time to call people back to church. As a matter of fact, I was really shocked we did and they came. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, and this is not like, look at us and how, how much we don't care about mm-hmm. attendance. We just stopped taking attendance a while ago yeah. just for our own thing. But I'm here to tell you, just based on like looking at the people, mm-hmm. it had to be one of the fullest we've had since COVID, I would guess. Oh yeah. Um, for sure since COVID. Uh, and so I think that, um, like asking your people to, you know, we had the meeting that we talked about a few weeks ago. We told our people how important it was. And what I love differently that happened this time than any other time was people who couldn't make it reached out to tell us why. Totally. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, I really appreciated that people cared enough about mm-hmm. fulfilling the request we made yeah. uh, that they were willing to help us understand why it couldn't be fulfilled when they weren't going to do it. Yeah. And that's a huge win. And, and as a result, I think a lot of our people uh, that didn't even necessarily attend the meeting, like understood, we've made it clear this series matters. Mm-hmm. Come back. We haven't promised everything will be different, but we promise that it's important. That's, yeah. that's been our thing. Like it'll be important and come and check it out. And that's what's happened. And that's what it's time to do. Ask people to serve. We mm-hmm. did that. And we've seen people uh, sign up to serve that right. didn't serve pre COVID and are signed up now to serve. Uh, we, you know, we asked people to be faithful with giving. We've seen people update their get. I mean, genuinely, I think being in ministry for as long as I have been, I have, especially being in the executive pastor position and all of that, you ask people to do a lot of things, sign up, RSVP, mm-hmm. this and that. And maybe it's just my voice that sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher, which I think could be the case. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, you know, even as you talked about doing that, I was like, we can. Mm-hmm. And I had very little faith mm-hmm. that it would be effective. And it's all been effective. We got them to come to the meeting. We got, and I, but I also think not only um, are some of the method and means that we've talked about been really effective and how we've gone about it, but people are ready yeah. for something. You I was going to say, I chalk it up to two things. Yeah. One is I really do believe that at, in our church, God is doing something new. So I think that that, and I, I know that other people sense that. And mm-hmm. I think 
people want to be on board with something that God's doing. So I think that's part of it. But then two, I do, I am seeing the fruit now of that for the, that really for the last year and a half, we have been extremely low request. Yeah. We've not asked people to do hardly anything. Sure. So the truth is we like, we were, we really picked this punch carefully even though, I mean, we did not necessarily know this season was going to come and the way that it's come and, and right. all of that. But I think in God's grace, we have not asked people for very much in the last year and a half. And so when the request came, they, their thought was, oh, well, this must matter because we don't get asked to do very much. For sure. I mean, I, one woman actually texted me that and said, you ask so very little of us. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to oblige. <laughs> right. And right. I think that's good. Yeah. And I just do think for those in ministry, man, uh, we, we talked about it. We really, I think we uh, definitely erred on the side of caution in regards to um, you have to take care of yourself. We're not, you know, we're not all doing great, all of those types of things. It's okay to be a pastor and to be discouraged. And I do genuinely think that it is the time to determine, do you have the ability to continue to move forward? Mm -hmm. And do you have the ability to steward well the leadership position and the salary and everything else that God's entrusted you with? And it's time to get back to church Mm -hmm. and it's time to do some things. And I don't mean it's time to uh, start a movement or to save your city. I just mean, like, are you being, like, do you feel like, and and it's between you and the Lord, Mm -hmm. like, do you feel like at the end of this day, you're going to hear well done? Right. If God took you home, do you, do you feel like today gets one of those? And I think that's what, it's either time to get to that or with all due respect, it's really time to let your board know that you can no longer fulfill the position and to look elsewhere. Yeah. Because there's no shortage of every kind of vocation out there hiring. Mm-hmm. And if you've decided that I just based on, and, and listen, I know some guys that have been through a lot. Yeah. We've been through a lot. Right. And if you come out of this and decide I just can't do it anymore, mm-hmm. I have respect for that. What I don't have respect for is deciding that and then also just like, every other week, like taking those checks, like it's your job because yeah. you're not doing the job yeah. that you're getting paid for. So and have so, the courage. Yeah. Cause for there, sure. there's, there is no shame in it, man. No. But it, there is, I think shame to your point in yeah. just continuing to, to, to take money in a job from a job you're not doing. Yeah. And if you can't sure. do it, that's totally okay. Lots of people can't. Yeah. And it's just time to step out and into something new where you can flourish and soak in your church. For sure. Cause I think what I continue to look for, for through all of these things are what are some positives that came from COVID? Mm-hmm. And truthfully, one of the positives might have been that you're not in the best role for you. Yeah. And, and so to like understand that and to make some plans, but it is, I think uh, if we're not careful, if together as ministry leaders, we're not careful, um, this whole pandemic is going to so greatly affect the big C church far beyond what it already has. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, it is, it's just time to get back to it, Mm -hmm. to ask people to come back, to ask people to serve, you know, all of those types of things. Like, uh, you know, I texted you the other day for whatever reason, every time I think about this sort of moment, Mm -hmm. I think about when uh, Rafiki, Uh like, Lurds that lion or that uh, Simba, Simba is yeah. still alive or something like that, and he like colors it. And he's like, "It is time," mm-hmm. and that's how I feel about this. Yeah. Like, it is time to do something. Yeah, you know, if you'd watch Disney Plus, you'd have new things to draw from, <laughs> besides the same ten old Disney movies that have really no. formed your adult life. <laughs> they have, they have for sure. <laughs> no, I think that's uh, all really, really good. 
Uh, here's a second thing. So stop going to battle in wars that are over. Secondly mm-hmm. is, uh, and I think this is pretty tricky to actually do, but have yeah. high expectations that God will work, but release expectations regarding how. Mm-hmm. So I think about like, as you talk about, it's time to, you know, like it is time. It is. Yeah, it is time. Yeah. Thank you, Rafiki. <laughs> um, I wonder how many times I've gotten that as a gift from you. So, so many, many. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that as we are coming back, it is, um, I think that some of us might be in a place where we have, we are so fatigued. It's hard to have really any expectation that I think some people are really struggling to believe God is real, Mm -hmm. that he's with them, that he's for their church, that he is for their particular calling. And so they might be struggling on the expectation end. But my guess is more than that. Like, I think that it would be easy to kind of head back, like a hand of the plow. It's time to get back to work, focus again on the mission. And then we start to have these grand expectations specifically of what God's going to do. And, and so I think that's super dangerous. I think that, that oftentimes expectations are the enemy of true joy because by and large, our expectations go unmet. Mm-hmm. because they're oftentimes unpromised by God. Sure. I think that we can absolutely, we can and should expect that God's going to do something. When we get specific about what that something is, I think that's dangerous terror. Like that's like, that is the soil in which disappointment grows. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And so like one example would be, <clears throat> so we talked about this, but when I came back from my residency, I shared about that experience and it was, it was a very powerful Sunday, like yeah. objectively. So, um, I saw people cry who I did not know were capable of crying. Mm-hmm. Like God really did in, in, in whatever it's been 15 years of, of ministry. I, I saw God move in a way in which I don't know that I've seen, uh, in all those years. Yeah. And, and so I think what that fosters in me is an expectation. God's doing something new and he's going to continue to work. I think what would have been really dangerous is for me to go, okay, God moved like that this Sunday. So God's going to move that same way next Sunday. Yep. And everybody didn't cry the next Sunday Mm -hmm. and it didn't feel the same. Um, and had that been the thing I was holding on to, well, God did that then. So he has to do that now. Well, good luck telling God anything mm-hmm. <laughs> that he's going to do. Sure. And so I think having the expectation that God, as we think about kind of getting back to everything, having an expectation, like God's going to do something in that. And, and instead of being a, uh, how should I say it? A dictator telling God what he's going to do. Sure. Just be an observer. Like totally have, have confidence. God will work, but then just sit back and wait and see like, and we'll see how. Yeah, I think that. And then also, um, it's been so many years since I've read it, and I didn't even read the whole thing. But uh-huh. isn't that kind of the idea behind the uh, Rick Warren's purpose-driven church? Is not only are you um, kind of standing back and like observing it, but also ready for it. You mm-hmm. know, ready to capitalize yeah. on what the things that God is doing. Because I think on the other end, if we would have taken that Sunday and been like, oh, that was nice. All right, well, back to regular, you know. I think like recognizing that that was a turning point and some things need to change and and the work that's been done since then is important as well. Because I think when God meets us and God shows up in a way differently than he is every 
other day, it is important that we don't just be like, Ooh, yeah, that was a good one. I'm excited for heaven and move right. on. <laughs> but we recognize like that could be a great starting point for something new and fresh. Yeah. And is, is that what's in that book or did I just I make don't, that up I don't him? recall that, but that cool. might be. That right. might be. Well, yeah. you could write you know, it. And hey. If you sell a fraction of what Rick Warren did. One percent. We're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, in the third week of this series, I'm going to use the metaphor of a wave and that, you know, our, our job is like, we don't, you don't create the wave. Yeah. And I think a wave really did start that first week. I think that's tucked somewhere in your mind because I'm 90% sure that was the illustration he had. In that book? Or, or right. the other thing that sometimes happens is you say that yeah. and I forget that it was you. Yeah. And so. you give it to already yeah he's already got plenty the most famous wealthy pastor in the world i can't get any props for <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna attribute it to that's him good instead. yeah but no but, i got you uh, but our job is just to ride that wave yeah but that's my whole point in this series is but and if you're not positioned to catch the wave mm-hmm. then you will one you could miss it mm-hmm. um and that really would be the great tragedy for that, sure that, that there was something that god was doing and we were not prepared and positioned to be able to catch that and to be a part of that. Totally. And I think earlier my comment was directed towards ministry leaders. That's kind of the thrust of the whole From the Field podcast. Mm-hmm. However, I think that uh, as I'm sure in many of the people who are listening to churches or themselves, they are starting to wonder about God and mm-hmm. you know this kind of concept of deconstruction mm-hmm. and all of that. And I do think to your point, even as an individual, like like God is doing something and I need to catch on to it because it can pass you by. Mm-hmm. Like even if we don't, he'll make the rocks cry out. Yeah. And so I think that what we have to be aware of is I, I got to try, mm-hmm. you know, this idea that um, everyone's going to get met on the road to Damascus, you know, is just um, crazy. You know, it totally is. I, I, and I think that that's what some mm-hmm. who are in this sort of stale place, I mm-hmm. think uh, at different periods through COVID, I'm guilty of, of mm-hmm. feeling like, you know what I need? Yeah. I need something like that. Yeah. I need just this like uh, otherly type thing mm-hmm. that's supernatural and, and mm-hmm. without a doubt, like God speaks. Well, all right. And there's, there's an example of that. Yep. And yep. one. <laughs> yeah. And so therefore we have to, be ready if we're if we're genuinely true about uh, how we feel about a relationship with God and really want to see it be vibrant. When the opportunity is in front of us, when we see God working, we do have to like like run out and catch it. Yeah. Or to your point that you said a minute yeah. ago, or then at least have the decency and courage to ad- to admit like, oh, I just don't want to do the work. Yeah. Because I do think there is at times a spiritual apathy and or laziness that just says, well, I want the Damascus road experience because I don't want to have to do the work of actually wrestling with God. Totally. And, um, I would just say that doesn't go great by and large. Yeah. And you're going to end up getting mad at something that your pastors have done and leaving. Mm -hmm. And the truth is it's just because you didn't want to do the work. Yep. That's good. That one stings a little bit. I Mm. like that. It's a good sting. All right, lastly for today, uh, be intentional about positioning people to become aware of God's presence. I think in so many ways that sums up really the entirety of what 
um, I'm thinking about right now is just how do we how do we do that? And mm. and I would say more and more, <clears throat> and maybe this is unique to our context. I'm starting to suspect that it's much larger than that. Mm-hmm. I think that that has to do that 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 one thing it really does require is less exciting, stimulating noise and more just like stillness and quiet and listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, I went to the mall today mm. after a lunch appointment. I needed to pop in there and get something. And for whatever, and I like loathe, I mean, it was like, it's like yeah. well, storming the gates of hell is how said. it feels. I went to the mall today. I don't even know about that. <laughs> but after I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to walk around for a few minutes. Hmm. So I basically walked the entirety of the mall and I was just taking it all in. And it is, it is an amazing kind of, uh, uh, snapshot of what, li- like what our culture is like. Yeah. Sort of a melting pot. Just of like, yeah. yeah, all kinds of people are there, but just like constant messaging, trying to capture your attention, mm-hmm. trying to capture your money, mm-hmm. trying to like, and then there's just like, it just smells like insecurity. Everybody's there trying to like get something <laughs> that makes them look better or, um, be better. And, and it, and it, but it, I just walked away feeling like the same way I feel. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, every time I'm in Vegas and on this, like you have like, I have like an hour on the strip and then I can't, I feel like I need a week in the desert to decompress. It's just, you're just so bombarded. With everything. With everything. Yeah, yeah for sure. You feel like you need to get out because God might, you know, do the Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, yeah. you just, yeah. it's loud for all kinds, I mean, in yeah. all kinds of ways. Yeah. But I just, I, I really think that it's actually not that isolated to that one thing. I think mm-hmm. that the truth is a lot of life feels like that all the time. And again, I just, I think that the, the idea that the way to get attention away from those things and onto Jesus is to get bigger and louder and flashier. I just feel like that's not wise. So I should cancel the smoke machines? Yes. And the lasers. Mm -hmm. Or at least Mm -hmm. let's just go one or the other. Okay. Can you imagine at Ridgeline this Sunday, if we didn't say anything and you hooked up smoke and lasers, what our people would do? I don't even know. We'd probably get mocked out of the room. Yeah. That's the culture we've For created. sure. I was anxious. We got like two light trees because yeah. the lighting in our lecture hall is what it is best described yeah. as. It's is a college lecture red. hall. Yeah. I don't know why they, they replaced a lot of the floodlights with red ones. Yep. And it just sort of made it look like everything's a little demonic maybe yeah like a little little demon in a 1980s christian film kind of thing totally yes absolutely and so we got and even that i was just like <gasps> people are gonna think we've gone all hollywood oh, for sure. and i had to explain because <laughs> we had we had asked for the money for something we uh-huh. call above and beyond yeah. pre-covid and yeah. then brought it out after covid because we didn't get them into the yeah. whole it was just a whole thing and i was just like oh and Thankfully, it looked really good. Yeah. And when you turn them on and back off, you're like, oh, wow, it used to be really terrible in here. We're yeah. surprised anyone came. Yeah. But even that, I was just like, oh, gosh. Yeah. We're not fancy. That's a big no, idea. Not fancy. At all. Mm-mm. So, yeah. So, I think, uh, so practically, uh, two things I can think of. One is, um, and I this will be the first week, but I changed like our pre-post-service playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, and had been like, there's been times where we've had like, 
hip hop and worship music and, and all kinds of stuff. And I've gone with more instrumental stuff before mm-hmm. and after you want to make fun of me for it. Cause you got a dumb look on your face. No, I mean, I, I did respond. So I had already done what you'd asked for uh-huh. and you posted it in base camp the other day. To yeah. do it. I'd already done it. And I replied and I was like, is it intended to be exclusively instrumental? It is. This, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, this okay. Is okay. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how it goes. And uh, it's sleeping at last. I, so it's 50% because it's like chill, calming, mm-hmm. and it's 50% because my wife loves sleeping at last. Well, so I knew that, and I, I was like, is this the playlist he meant to build for his wife? And put <laughs> Was this into... a romantic getaway playlist? Yeah, that... I, I, I don't know. I looked for like Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On, and I, I couldn't find that anywhere. But no, I, I yeah, but to your, to your point, it's different. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. But even, uh, so prayer... Prayer had been like our pre-service prayer where mm-hmm. we, we bring all of our volunteers together. Um, by and large, that had been kind of like a rushed experience mm-hmm. where we like meet in the lobby and it's like people are coming and it's already been a little stressful. So yeah. let's pray because we're Christians and you give them the things they need to know and then let's get after it. Mm-hmm. And so now we're coming into our auditorium, sitting down, and we have, for some reason, we have always done it to where like I'll lead a prayer moment. Mm-hmm. And then you stand up and give like all of the like logistical announcements yeah. that everybody needs to know. And, uh, and I'm sure many people have experienced this in a church setting where something happens like that, where you have this like quote unquote spiritual moment. Yeah. And then this poor person is put in a position where they have to like chase the Holy Spirit out of the room. Mm-hmm. Because that's th- been my job. That's for... been your whole job. Mm-hmm. So we flipped that. So if you're doing team prayer and you've got announcements in there, do the announcements first, then have your prayer moment Mm -hmm. so that it does one to protect people like you from having to like jar the room. And then two, I got some, I've gotten some feedback from people that has said like, it just, I feel more at peace going into service now. Mm. Um, because we're trying to actually create a space to minister to these people totally, rather than have it just be a, like, let's get this out of the way so that we can get on to what's next. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. I like it. The playlist is good. We'll see. Future forestry and sleeping at last. I scrubbed through a couple and I just was like, well, people are just going to nap on the lawn before they ever but make it But you don't inside. hear music anyways. I could have put Marvin Gaye on and you wouldn't, wouldn't have even crossed your mind that that would be really weird on a Sunday morning. Because <laughs> you don't even it hear it. Too. I, I do too. I worked very hard to get all the music. We're going to see. I'm going to slip. Let's get everything. it on. <laughs> That's true. I might not. I'd probably be like jamming to it and not understanding yeah. what was going on yeah. or, or where we were at. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, it's Friday for mm-hmm. us. This won't come out till Monday, but this weekend uh, we're going to be wrestling with the question, where is God? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, pumped about that. So we'll be back next week, and we'll just do this again, talk about what happened, where we've been, what we're learning. I like it. And uh, I'll share some things that I think are really touching about our friendship, and it turns out they're just going to be really hurtful and insulting, and <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a real blasty yeah. blast. We're in Hickory three and a half years or four years ago. True. I didn't say when. I didn't say when. Maybe it happened in like the first month I was there. We were there for almost two years. So that's like five years ago. Mm -hmm. And and we're on year 26. So don't be such a baby about it. Yeah. Well, you know, there was a real solid break in there. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, so that takes out some of that. We were like friends, but we weren't really like talking Mm -hmm. friends. (laughs) But then I moved to Chicago and left my Starbucks career. Yeah, to I know, but we fought for no. like a decade. That's true. Yeah. All right. 
That's when the that's, that's when I feel like the through. fighting the fight that's when the fighting stopped was in Hickory. Oh, it's getting ready to start again. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> we'll just leave this rolling and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we got our squad next, so hey. That's right. Well, thanks so much uh, for listening. If this is your first time with us, uh, just like any podcast, I'm sure you've heard this before, but we would really love it if you would subscribe wherever you listen, leave a review as well, and then we'd love to connect with you on social media so you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at at Ryan Hughley. That's H-U-G-U-L-E-Y. You can find me on the same platforms at at Tyler Dravitz. That's D-R-E-W-I-T-Z. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Jesus, the loudest cup. <laughs>